Yeah, that's right. This is the hardcore icon, the Sandman. And if you want to be hardcore like me, you want to be extreme like me, well, then you better listen to Reliving Extreme Podcast, hosted by Aaron and Nate Maxson and Chad Austin. Pay your bill, Tommy Cairo. This week on Reliving the Extreme, we are covering the episode of ECW from July the 26th, 1994. Hello everybody, I'm Nate Maxson, your host, and of course I will be joined by my awesome co-hosts, my brother Aaron and Chad Austin of ECW fame. But this week's show, um, there wasn't a lot to write home about, about the episode of ECW that we watched and uh, the conversation delved into many other things, especially at the start. A lot of times, obviously, anybody that does a podcast or anybody that is anybody realizes that we have conversations before we start recording officially. And I thought those conversations were fun, relevant, entertaining. So this week, we're just going to start with that. We're going to start from the very beginning of when we all hooked up this week and uh, discuss multiple, multiple topics before we even get to the episode of ECW. And again, like I said, that's July 26, 1994 that we are covering, and I hope you enjoy this because I think this is one of the most entertaining episodes of the show yet. So let's get started with Reliving the Extreme right now. I haven't I haven't talked to either one of you since, so I wanted to ask you before I record this. What what were you guys thoughts on that jackass match at WrestleMania? Um Honestly, since I don't, I don't have a note on it. Mm. Um, probably not much. I didn't watch it, so I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you say you didn't even watch it. <laughs> I will. I was entertained by it for what it was. I know Cornette fucking hated it, but I knew that was going to happen. Did Cornette already do a review on it? Yeah, he did. Yep, and he he pretty much said anybody that liked this in any remote way is a fucking moron. Was pretty much his stance on it. Oh, he didn't do the he he didn't do the classic for the kind of people that like this kind of stuff. This oh no, 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 he, no, people he, like <laughs> he should upon that much worse than that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know what 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 was offensive about it. I didn't find much offensive about it at all. It was, no, what do I want to say? Nothing in it came off to me like any different than goofy, hardcore shit from the Attitude Era, you know? I mean, yeah, it was a little more outlandish, but it was essentially the same thing. Garbage cans and bowling balls. And, I mean, we saw that shit in 1999. Well, I, I mean, I, I think I think maybe, do you think maybe the more of the, of the shit is because of the way Johnny Knoxville looked? Probably. <laughs> he did look I mean, fucking ridiculous. Know, it's... This is not 1983. You're not Andy Kaufman. Like, you're totally trying to fucking recreate, you know, put, mm-hmm. <laughs> capture lightning in a bottle. Like, you're Andy Kaufman. And you're Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> it would have been a whole different story had it been Wee Man. <laughs> I would have loved it to be Wee Man. <laughs> that, 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 to me... Had way more entertainment value than being Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> Let us throw around a midget for a little while. That screams entertainment. <laughs> All right. Anything else before we start? Anybody got anything else before we start? Oh, I don't know, man. I mean, that uh, that Wheeler, Wheeler Utah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see the match, but I saw the pictures. Jesus Christ. Dude. <laughs> Dude, that guy. That guy bled buckets. 
to he i mean you're, you're talking to me right yeah i mean kind of was kind of concerned that's what i was going to say from watching it did you do you think that the amount of blood was unexpected uh yeah <laughs> yeah um Obviously, if you if you ask me, I bet you he probably have never gigged before. Mm. Yeah, because like I said, I saw the I saw just just seeing a couple of pictures of it, like the one picture from the one angle, you could tell the blood had some fucking momentum coming out of his dome for sure. Dude, it got pretty bad, and I, I couldn't believe. Well, I mean, it got it got bad to the point where, at one point, you can see that a doctor mm-hmm. was. In the camera angle, like sitting, like by the um, by the commentators' table, mm-hmm. like he was kneeling down by the by them, like watching them. Because I, I I go look, he's got the blue gloves on, he's kneeling down, he, he's trying to be out of the camera angle. But come on, he's a big, he looks like Mark Matt. I mean, <laughs> he's not exactly not going to be in the camera angle. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, here's the doctor. Like, like they're worried about this guy. This guy's bleeding fucking buckets. <laughs> and, and I'm yelling like I fucking love this. This is like Puerto Rico. Like I haven't seen blood like this since Invader. <laughs> like this is like the greatest thing in the world to me. St. Louis '83, Brody and Race. Get, get out of here. Give me more of this. And this, poor, this poor guy. I, I swear. I mean, I, I I really hope Tony fucking um took care of him. Mm-hmm. I, I I I sincerely do. I I really do. Because that poor guy, if he's not over at the end of this, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. If if I, I keep I keep putting the phone to my ear like I'm talking to you guys on the phone. <laughs> um. Yeah. If he doesn't if he doesn't get over at by, by the end of this, then there's just no chance. Nothing he can do for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's better off going to two hundred five lots. I mean, that's where he's going to live forever. <laughs> that that to me cemented his fucking legacy and like. Holy shit, dude! You fucking you, you were out there and you just died. You basically died. I haven't seen. I really haven't seen that much blood in a really long, long like that that long of a time. Mm-hmm. And you guys that didn't see it? No, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, good god! <laughs> Go out of your way. Just, I mean, you can watch. You, there's got to be YouTube clips, right? Yeah, yeah. Or I can go on my uh, site that I go on to. Watch a pirate and watch it anyway. So I'll just check it out on there. But yeah, I, like I said, I saw the pictures and I was like, Jesus H. <laughs> Dude, that guy was, was brutal. It was, um, I think the only person in recent, not even recent memory, I'll go back to what, 99, 2000, was Muda. Mm-hmm. That Muda New Japan match. Yeah. Like when his whole entire face was just the, was just red. And his body was red and everything. I'm like, that's what that that's what that reminded me of. And I, I thought that was the worst blade job right. I'd ever seen. I mean, I, I've seen some like worst blade jobs, but in different ways. Yeah. <laughs> but but not like in that way. That fucking guy, I'm like, yeah, Tony better fucking grabbed him when he walked behind the curtain and was like, Thank fucking you. Here's here's a bonus, and let's get you a transfusion. Yeah. Yes, I mean, yeah, I mean, and Wheeler's only wanna... request, Wheeler's only request was uh, not from Jake. Oh yeah, That's what I was say. is there anybody in the locker room you don't want blood from? <laughs> like, um, nobody's seen Raven, have they? <laughs> 
I don't I don't need blood from him, Jake. Um uh, <laughs> look looking around the locker room. <laughs> How about you give me one of I mean, give me some blood from one of the varsity blondes? <laughs> Hannibal's not here, is he? <laughs> or, or that stupid little midget girl, Layla Hirsch. <laughs> Hannibal. Uh, remember that time, remember that time you bled? <laughs> Tommy Dreamer? <laughs> no, Hannibal. <laughs> Oh, that's, no, that's, oh, that sounds like Tommy Dreamer, too. Uh, remember the time you bled? <laughs> Fucking stinks on ice. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was some shit, man. And the Briscoes and the fucking FTR? Oh, yeah, that was... I went out of my way to watch that match. Fuck yeah, dude. I, 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 I woke... I mean... I didn't order the show, so I waited till the show was over, and then I got up in the middle of the night and I watched it on YouTube. Mm. And I was just like, "Dude, this is exactly what I wanted. This is exactly what I wanted to see." Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like they couldn't have like they couldn't have promised, guaranteed, delivered, offered me anything more than that. Nope like, best ta- best tag match in twenty years. Oh, if not uh, more. Yeah. Oh, easily, easily 20, easily 20 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would have to go back to, I don't know, midnight, probably. Yeah, rock and roll at midnight. No, I don't even know about, yeah, about maybe the Southern boys. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest, give them a little bit of credit. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're not going to go back to the rock and roll express versus, uh, Coco Beware and Novell Austin. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to go that far back. <laughs> It doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be so far back. Boyd Pierce called it, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Or, or three of the guys, three of the four guys, including the ref, are dead. We ain't gotta go that far back. This ain't Southwest. By the way, man, do you guys ever use Pluto? Yes. Do you watch Southwest on there? I've yeah, I have watched it on there before. Dude, I fucking love this shit. I, I, I think I have. I probably do have. Um, I, I guess if I was, if I had to guess, seventy-five percent of Southwest TV, including mm-hmm. at the end of Southwest when it became the the Texas All Star yeah. company. But dude, I still go on Pluto and I watch it every day. And be like, dude, this is so fucking bad. And, oh. and how immature am I that I still laugh every time? Stu Stack says El Santo Negro. I still giggle. I got this. <laughs> com- I got this compilation disc set thing. Um, it's the best of the '80s, and it's like it's got Southwest, and um, it's hosted by some fucking Hambone and Ox Baker. That's who's hosting this thing. Oh, I see. I have a couple of them. Yeah. Well, this guy's talking about um, Hambone and Ox Baker. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! That's really saying a lot about the other guy. <laughs> But they're talking about Tugboat, Fred Otterman, you know? And they're talking about Tugboat. Tugboat's about to be in this match, and he's wrestling as, like, the Terminator. And this guy's talking to Ox Baker about Tugboat. He's like, what do you think about Tugboat? And he's like, Tugboat was great. He was a big man wrestler, and he he wound up up there for Vince and unfortunately died early. (laughs) (laughs) And too bad that he died so young. Bad disease. He said too bad. Correct, correcting him. Like Ox Baker thinks they're talking about earthquake. Oh, good lord! (laughs) He's got Fred Ottoman in the ground. He's like, oh, he died early. It's tragic. (laughs) (laughs) And this dude's like, yep. All right. (laughs) Nobody, no fucking fact checkers on that team. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Hey, Tugboat's still alive. <laughs> oh, dude. I I mean, um, I, I honestly think Southwest was, I think, the first wrestling company that I've ever, that I, no, maybe not the first wrestling company that I ever seen, but it was the first ever wrestling company that caught my attention. Mm-hmm. Because you know, if my if my fam if my, my my family was were big wrestling fans, and we always went to the the arena monthly mm-hmm. for all the shows, right? Right. But it doesn't necessarily mean that I gave a shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then um, one day I'm, I'm upstairs with my stepbrother, and he like kind of like grabs me, and he and or I mean I kind of walk in, and he has like a like a 13 inch color TV in his room, and there's like was was it Tully Blanchard shoving Eric Embry's bloody head into the camera, mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, this 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 kind of shit for me. I, I need more of this shit, and that's that's where that's where it started for me. But I had already been a fan. I had never seen anything but the monthly WWE shows at the bar. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So the 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 Southwest was the first one that captured your imagination, really. <laughs> yeah, that in fucking Georgia. Mm-hmm. Like we had this little fucking channel. We had this channel in Baltimore, WNUV. I have no. It, it, I, we must have. We must have found it when it first came out. Like literally, first came out because it only had programming for twelve hours a day. <laughs> like and 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 it, then it became Super TV. Remember that shit? Super TV. I don't remember that. No. It, it was. It was kind of like they would. They would only show like Sharky's machine. Like. <laughs> like what a, like on a twelve-hour loop for some reason, it would be like a pay service. You pay for it, and then you have to like hook up this thing to your TV. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm old enough to remember this. You would have to hook up some thing to your TV, where you had to like turn it on, and you, you, it was basically like the internet mm-hmm. before like a- the way be- way before the internet. And then you got like all these stupid like goofy channels that had all these. Oh, the Hedgehog's machine. That's pretty much what it had on it. Like, I mean, <laughs> whatever they could get the rights to, right? Yeah, and, and 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 one of them movies where the dude gets his daughter gets raped. That he's a, like a detective or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the movie, but he had, he had like five of them, and and every single movie, his daughter gets raped, <laughs> and then he goes out and tries to find the killer or whatever. Like, how many? How, how many you have some ugly daughters? Or watch them. <laughs> <laughs> Keep track of them, Christ. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jesus, like, like, I can't. What was that fucking Death Wish? Okay, yeah, yeah. Charles uh, Bronson. Is, is that what it was, Charles Bronson? I think so. Oh, and, and people were all scared of him. <laughs> the guy with the mustache. It's Charles Bronson. He had a mustache and a bowl cut. <laughs> people were scared. People were scared of Charles Bronson. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Well, I'm leaving this all in. This is the show. We've been doing the show for 15 minutes because this is good stuff. Uh, the, the show we're reviewing for the show this week for Reliving the Extreme it's is not good stuff. It's not good stuff. And it is the July the 26th, 1994 episode of ECW. But before that, I want to thank a couple of our listeners for actually sending in questions this week. Um, one specifically for Chad, a gentleman named Bill. Chad, Bill wants to know, having worked for both, did you prefer Paul Heyman or Jim Cornette? Oh, that's a, oh, that's a good one. 
Um, I w- I'm probably going to have to say Paul only because I didn't work for Cornette enough. Okay. I would have loved to have stuck around. I-, I don't know why. I mean, granted, if you look at my tenure in Smoky Mountain, it was kind of around the end of it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not, I mean, not the end of it, but it was the, the it was the twilight. Right. Yeah. You're, it's, it's head, it's, it's headed there. It's headed to, uh, yeah. I mean, so there really, there really wasn't a whole lot of work mm-hmm. or it was scattered, you know, and, and that to me, I didn't care, but uh, yeah, I guess I would say mm-hmm. I liked, I liked Paul because Paul was close, but Cornette was easier to deal with. Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> as far as, um, talent, you know, yeah, you're not going to call Cornette's house to get an answer on something. He's going to be like, "This is Mama Cornette. I don't know where Jimmy is." Yeah, you're not going. You're not going to get the mystery house guest. Yeah, <laughs> that, that goes hello, and then you go, "Paul goes no." Like, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not Paul Ye dangerously. You're like, yeah, Paul. Like, <laughs> can you give me dates? What you have for? a very. Yeah, you have a very distinctive voice. Did you realize that? Yeah, I mean, it's not the mis- it wasn't like Maddie was answering the phone. <laughs> the next question um, comes from Gary, and it is I, I, I assume it's for all of us because it doesn't have a specific name addressed on it. But the essentially the gist of it, it's kind of a tough read. But essentially, the gist of it is: Does ECW grow into what it was without? Terry Funk. Nope. Working so hard there and putting his endorsement on. I already answered that question. (laughs) No, you you ain't got to say another word. No. If it it wasn't for Terry Funk, ECW would have never have gotten a chance. Mm -hmm. How about that? Does that make any sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They would have never never graduated from Cabrini. (laughs) No, no. He would have never gotten out of Cabrini College. But, um, yeah, Terry Funk, that. He he took that company that was on life support, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And they went from running like them stupid fucking. Oh, I'm sorry. I, we we can cuss, right? Oh fuck yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They went from running them stupid fucking like stupid bars, them sports bars. Mm-hmm. And then it was Terry that, that had the idea of if I, I'll commit, you know. And then right. then you had that. Now you have your credibility, right? Now yes. you have one of your um. Now you have one of your four pillars. Mm-hmm. And, and then who's going to be your other pillars? Okay, well, then we got what? Right around now, we get Sandman? Sabu. And Shane. Okay, Sabu. And then eventually you get Dreamer, which I, I fucking don't. That's the worst. That's the foundation that's going to crumble. <laughs> It's fucking that's, it's got that's, that's the part that's the part of the foundation with the crack and the mildew and the <laughs> yeah and it's, it's awful and, and, and nobody can figure out what to do with it like, it's just the dream what? the dreamer foundation why did we build this house on dough I'm, I, I'm, I'm gonna make a donation because it is taxes taxes of time are, are due so when I pay my taxes, I'm going to say I'm, I'm making a found, I'm making a donation to the Dreamer Foundation. Jesus, poor an guy, impo- an impossible cause. <laughs> yeah, he stinks. He's awful. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> All right. I have, well, I have I have no idea. I have no idea why I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst part. Like he really never did anything to me. I just don't like him. We all have those people at work. It's like I don't know why I don't like this guy, but I don't fucking like yeah. this guy. I just don't like him. Like the cut of your jib, buddy. My jib? <laughs> Aaron, Aaron's, you, going back, 
Hair's going back to 1927. I know. I mean, what do you? I, I, I was just watching a bar rescue, and I, I was telling Jessica there was this big fat bald guy who was a bar owner. I go, look, that's the guy Archie Mitchell that that I keep telling the guys that that's what I think he looks like. Are, are one of you guys ever going to release a picture of this guy? <laughs> Are are you are you going to allow me to believe for the rest of my life? (laughs) This is a Bruder film (laughs) that he's just a big fat bald guy that manages a bowling alley. Yeah, is is that how this is going to work? Is this going to unveil like a WrestleMania week next year? (laughs) I'm going to be I'm going to be standing in the ring, and they're going to like, well, here he comes. (laughs) When we we get to the end of ECW, the series finale. Here's the picture. <laughs> He's gonna have the Chris Masters like intro. <laughs> I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be staring at the screen and going, "What the fuck? This is Archie Mitchell." I did not expect him to be so svelte. <laughs> <laughs> Or the other way. Well, he's even fatter than I thought. And what's with the neck beard? <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, <laughs> to start this episode, let's hope he gets better. By the way, yes, what? He's, <laughs> well, he's, he is currently in hospital. <laughs> Archie is. Yes, he is. Oh well, I mean, he should he should have been there years ago. What <laughs> <laughs> took him so long? He could, he could get off work. <laughs> What, the, the shoe store was busy. The, the, we didn't even we didn't even talk about the week that I had. I mean, fuck the goddamn show. We could do a whole entire show in the week that I had. Ah. Oh, by the way, <clears throat> there's <laughs> this, this 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 girl at work, and she kept sending money through the money center to this guy. Okay, <coughs> and this is a true story. Who was oh, having Lord. having monetary problems like he was having money issues okay and guess who this guy was posing to be this is no lie and Jose Luis Rivera no Roman Reigns <laughs> oh so she was catfished by Roman Reigns yes she was sending Roman Reigns money to the point where the people at the front were like you gotta stop like you're not allowed to do this anymore don't you realize this man's the head of the table <laughs> No, no, no chance. No, there's no, there's no chance somebody stopped. Oh yeah, we like with. with at work. Oh, were, were you there? Yeah, it was in my store. Oh, so you were, you were president, and you yeah. saw it. Like I didn't know it was like at first because she was like doing all these transactions, and they were like they finally questioned it because it's like every every two days you're sending large chunks of money. Like what are you doing? And she said it was because Roman Reigns needed money. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> and, and well, I mean, but 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 how do you do that when you? I mean, so what is it like? Um, over the instant, the grant, the gram thing, where you yeah, don't need money, to- money gram, like yeah, they just started. It's like it was like the 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 Nigerian prince scam or whatever. Like, so you yeah. don't have to have a show an ID. No, like she was sending money to these people, and they and they were saying like their address was Roman Reigns and. I don't know. <laughs> oh, he needs money. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure he's walking to the mailbox every day, waiting for that WrestleMania paycheck. 
just so he can keep the lights on at the house. I mean, I'm sure he's doing okay. It took everything for me to not just be like, A, start laughing my ass off, to start making just fun of it. Oh, I heard heard John Cena needs help too, but he'll settle for a snap card and a couple iTunes. (laughs) Yep. Uh, sorry to hear about your money trouble, Zeus. <laughs> we start That's the episode of ECW. Start, <laughs> we start the episode of ECW we're discussing here with quotes from Terry Funk, George Napolitano, and some dude named Clark DeLeon. Um, quotes from them talking about how great ECW is. Um, I think Napolitano's quote said he felt like he was witnessing something illegal. Yeah, he loved it so much it felt like something illegal was going on. You know what? I got I, I gotta be honest. I, I've always got I don't know George that well. Mm-hmm. I, I've met him a few times. I don't know him that well, but I've never gotten a good vibe from him. Like really? I'm not even sure he's a pro wrestling fan. <laughs> I, I almost feel like he's in it for a different reason. Just so he's like just a magazine guy, not necessarily a wrestling guy. I I, I mean I guess, in a, in a sense, you could say that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, do you understand what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it. It just seems like he doesn't really give a shit because he spends more time just sitting around in the back. Like, not not really. He, he goes out and takes enough pictures mm-hmm. of the matches, but he just spends more time in the back. Like he's like a like, like a happy mark. Hmm. Like, you know, I just want to be, I don't mind hanging, which I don't mind. I mean, because I go to shows all the time. And right. I'm not booked at and I hang out at, which I don't give a shit, but I'm like, yeah, you're like, you're like, you're like late 60s. <laughs> you know, just go home. What the fuck's the matter with you? <laughs> creeping everybody out. What's that? So you're creeping everybody out. Yeah, dude. You're like, like you're you're an old guy with a camera hanging around your neck when everything's done digital now. <laughs> he still got the old Casio. You got the big lens. <laughs> it's all it, every, he's hitting this button and it keeps popping out even further and further. <laughs> it's like the Revenge of the Nerds <laughs> when they're looking into the fucking <laughs> the, uh, Mega Moot, whatever it is, um, the Alpha Pie House. We have yeah. don't we have a show to watch? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, this oh, show. I'd rather also, keep talking about my goddamn week. We start with footage that we've already seen of nine one one confronting Mister Hughes. Then we get a promo from Paul E. putting over nine one one as he starts hyping the eight, the August thirteenth ninety four show that's coming up at the ECW Arena. Um, pretty standard here. Not really anything to write home about. No, just recap nine one one, Mister Hughes. Yep. My video with nine one one. <laughs> but he does say Angel's a, a pseudo porn star and then calls her a bitch. Oh, <laughs> he says, so maybe you need to think about getting in, not getting involved in our match, bitch. <laughs> he just, bitch. <laughs> well, you know, that's, some, about it. that's some saucy shit to say on Sports Channel Philadelphia. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big, that's a big market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. The first match that we get on the show is Taz versus, well, Taz, the Tasmaniac, whatever, versus Hack Myers. Um, they kind of do a walk and brawl here. Taz wins with a belly to back. Any notes on this match, guys? I liked it. Yeah, it 
did what it was supposed to do. Yeah. Joey, Joey called Taz a creature. He said, this guy's yes, a creature. Yes, he did. <laughs> I can sit here half a half a day and tell you that uh, that I'm not a big fan of Hack Myers. Um, you know, we were friends. We were not friends. We, you know, we had our disagreements and everything. Mm-hmm. But I would never, I would never deny him uh, his his credibility of how good of a worker he was. I, I thought, I thought he was, I thought he was so good that he never really got the chance that he deserved. Mm-hmm. He he, for his size, he moves really well. Uh, he never looks sloppy. Nope. Um, he wasn't know, in shape. But he wasn't in, he wasn't an oddity either. Right. Yeah. And I, I always liked Hack and I wanted Hack to fucking succeed probably um probably more than I wanted to see me succeed. Because I heard the people getting behind Hack at the beginning. And mm-hmm. I was like, dude, this guy's gonna be a star. And you know what his dumbass did? <laughs> he fucking moved to Florida. <laughs> I mean, he moved to fucking Florida. Like he's getting a push. Right. He's a, He's in, he's in well, he's in line to get a push, and he's starting to get a push, and then he all of a sudden he he, he up and moves to Florida. Was there, was there ever a reason given for that? Did you ever did he ever tell you why he did that? No, it, it, it was probably economics and family. You know, his, his family probably moved to Florida, mm-hmm. so he probably went with, with the family. You know, right? Follow kinda, follow it, the herd. Yeah, it was what it was, <laughs> and. ECW in Florida, we all know how that went. What was it? Uh, I went down there and worked, and what was it? Four, four weekends, and that was done. That was 96, right? Uh, yeah, but, but I went to all them shows, and I wasn't used once. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I, I was staying in Knoxville, and then I, then I, then I stayed at my friend's house in Mobile, and then I drove to Florida, and I went to all them shows, and, I'm waiting. I'm looking at the lineup. I'm not, uh, there's a battle royal. I'm not even, I'm not even in it. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Paul Loria. And they probably flew him in because <laughs> he's friends with Mikey. I'm like, they didn't even use me. At least, at least, I mean, I guess they figured he can't just ride up in the, in the luggage overhead compartment. Paul Loria. Yeah. Mikey, Mikey carried him in his fucking in his carry all. Yeah. <laughs> out the bag. Jesus. What, what, what are we going to do a show about Ozark mountain? <laughs> at least I had some good times there. <laughs> this ECW stuff is killing me. We live in the Zark. That's what we're gonna it, 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 ECW was literally. I, I I have to be the only person to say it was the worst time of my life. I've never seen anything so unorganized. It, it was so unorganized that it was like chaotic. You There's time, I was gonna say there are times where you read stuff or, or hear interviews or whatever about it, and you think to yourself, I don't even know how this thing survived as long as it did. You know? Oh, it had to be on. I mean, my guess it had to be a credit. Todd's the credit, the Hangman hustle. Well, that's what they call it, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know how it survived either, man. <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, I, 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 I've, I've told this story on this show probably multiple times. I've heard numerous stories of people that had their checks bounce or whatever. I've never had one bounce, never. And Wait, granted, I'm, granted, I wasn't Sabu, right? Right. That was that what that's why Lance Storm left, wasn't it, Aaron? Isn't that the story he told that No, it, he left for a different reason, but he said that when he signed I don't know how true it is, it's it's whatever. But he said when he signed, he knew that like guys would tell him, you know, like Paul bounce checks on you and shit like that. So he told Paul that he'd had a three strikes and he's out clause 
that if you bounce a check on me three times, like I'm done, I can leave. Doesn't matter what agreement we have. And he bounced two and then another one bounced. So he called him and he was like, it's three strikes and you're out, buddy. You bounced a check on me three times. And Polly was like, no, 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 no. Gave him the money. And then his check never bounced again. (laughs) 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 On, On purpose. Like, 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 he was just—he had—he was just giving him bad checks on purpose, even though he had money laying around. And then when Lance caught him on his shit, because Lance was able to go, like, he was like, "I could go somewhere else." These other guys, some of these guys, didn't have anywhere else to go, so they were just—they were just letting it happen. But Lance is like, "I can go back to Japan," you know? Right? You can do. And Polly, and he called Polly on his shit, and all that. He said, "After that, he's like every every week." It's like clockwork. <laughs> I mean. Like the only the the only guy to not make a million dollars in ECW is Tommy Dreamer. I mean, you know, all things considering, right? Mm-hmm. Who should have been the highest paid guy in ECW? Should it have been Shane? Should it have been Raven? Raven, Sabu, or Terry Funk? Or should it have been Dreamer? Should have been the most loyal guy you got in your locker room. The most loyal? Well, I mean, to that company, like he was probably the most loyal guy. But Dreamer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I and believe me, I don't like him. I think he's a fucking idiot. And I, I'm like, yeah, why the fuck did you stick around? You know, because even after, you know, when you started seeing guys like me fall off, you know, I'm on the low end, right? Just on the grand scheme of things, right. I'm on the lower end of the, the the payroll kind of thing. And then you see guys like me fall off, like not show up anymore. The Keith and Kyle Shears, who are the same people, um, you know, you know, people like that. Then you're like, no, we're not coming up anymore, right? Because yeah. you're not fucking paying us. You know, you're not paying us. And then you want us to like, oh, what, pay for our own trans to Florida? Except Paul Luria, what the fuck? <laughs> the jo- the giant killer. What? Because he beat nine on one. Well, speaking of Dreamer, more recap championship wrestling here. We recap. What we saw last week, and they showed the whole fucking thing. But anyway, we recap Dreamer and Sandman from last week with a Sandman woman promo following that, and then a promo from Tommy Dreamer on being trained, being being NWA Rookie of the Year, being trained by the Funks, and uh, wanting to get revenge on Sandman and Woman from last week. I don't have any other notes on this because, like I said, we just essentially watched what we watched last week. Well. Who do you think was more offended? Um, Johnny Rods? Because wasn't he the guy that trained Tommy Jammer? Yes, he was. Yeah. Do you think Johnny Rods is sitting at home somewhere, like, watching WWE on Peacock, his old matches where he gets beat by Tony Gurria for the <laughs> sunset flip? <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I trained you to be the best of the worst. <laughs> and that's what he either that, either that or in 93 and 94, he was like, hey, Tommy, can you do me a favor? And he's like, yeah, yeah, what? He goes, can you tell, the, can you tell everybody the Funks trained you, please? <laughs> I don't want yeah. to talk <laughs> This Johnny Rods guy, I mean, well, I mean, what, Baron Miguel Cicluna? He was too busy to train you? <laughs> You had to go with Johnny Rods. I mean, didn't Frankie Williams have a wrestling school in a Columbus, Ohio? (laughs) (laughs) I'm from Columbus, Ohio. I'm not a friend of nobody. That's my that's my my favorite angle of all time. (laughs) Frankie Williams being from Columbus, Ohio. (laughs) No, yeah, that that Piper's Pit. 
That's, that's my favorite. That's my favorite angle of all time. Piper's like, "Oh, you're from a Columbus, Ohio." Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he, but he totally, he totally fucks up what Frankie says because he, because he says, "I'm from Columbus, Ohio. I'm not afraid of nobody." And he says, "You're not afraid of nobody." And then he goes, "I got no room for nobody." <laughs> and Piper's like, "What?" He's like, he botches it. And says whatever he thinks that he said because he couldn't understand what Frankie Williams said. Because what, what, what did he say? I got no room for nobody. Is got, that what he got, said? Yeah, I got no room for nobody. I, what the fuck is that? What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, I got no room for nobody. You got no room for nobody. That that <laughs> I got all of these people in my house in the Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> that to me, that is my favorite angle. I got the, I got the Mama Williams, the Daddy Williams, Grandma <laughs> Williams. I, I, they're all here. I, I bet you. Them. I bet you. I probably. I. I probably YouTube search that. If I went on my TV right now and put on YouTube and I go to search, it would be in a, in that in that little thing on the right hand on the left hand side <laughs> of most. Search things. It would be a Frankie Williams Piper thing because it's so great when he when when he starts beating him up and then, then Vince is like ow and then uh, what what is Pat Patterson says oh brother oh brother yeah. <laughs> he starts clovering him and he's just like and then what a lot of people don't know was they had a match the next week. Mm-hmm. On TV, like like they advertised it for the next. I mean, I don't know what what you guys got in your area, your market, but um, yeah, we got it where it was advertised that next week it was going to be Piper against Frank Williams. That was still that was still All Star Wrestling, wasn't it? At that point, I want to say yeah, it was it was definitely it was definitely the end, and probably the intro and outro was Thriller from Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, that yeah, it was definitely that era. <laughs> totally, but um, but for them, the the promo of the match that next week was going to be Roddy Piper against Frank Williams. I remember, I remember my my, my stepbrother watching it on that little tiny TV, going, You're "Fucking kidding me!" <laughs> like, and, and then Piper beat the star off of him. Like he beat him up like it was a wheel or Yuta. He did, and then it's like, what, what did you expect? I mean, it wasn't like we had. Like me and my brother are probably thirteen, fourteen, somewhere in that, probably around there, mm-hmm. and we're we're watching the TV going. There's no chance Frankie Williams gonna 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 do anything against Roddy Piper. <laughs> he's gonna get murdered out there, and because he, he's from Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> sure <He's> enough, gonna, <laughs> he should be delivering pizzas. Did we have a show to watch? <laughs> the next match on the show that we watched. That's is the, the name of the show this week, by the way. Didn't we have uh, a show to watch? Don't we have a show to watch? <laughs> um, the next thing here on this show that we did watch is The Bad Breed against Donnie Allen and Joel Hartgood. Did you skip um, over a whole bunch of stuff? No. No. <laughs> um, I didn't. <laughs> According to my notes, I mean, I must have wasted my time. Because <laughs> I got a whole bunch of stuff here that I don't remember was even talking about. <laughs> Uh, Sandman well, kills everyone. More recap. Sandman promo. Now bad breed squash. Yes. And um, Joey is talking during the match about the bad breed versus the public enemy having having violent matches around the horn, essentially. And um, the bad breed wins this match with a doomsday device. 
again, not a lot to report. Just happened. Yeah. Did you see the sign? No. <laughs> What's the, the sign? The crowd said that the sign in the crowd said, Donnie Allen, is he a man or a midget? <laughs> I, did not, I did not see that. <laughs> so what, what, what is there a Facebook poll or something? <laughs> like, uh, is it still is it still active? Because I'm a, I'm a veneer. I'm a, a I'm a, I'm a, I might have to sleep on this. I was like, they're implying a midget isn't human. <laughs> I, I love Donnie, man. I can't. I you know, I can't. I mean, I can make fun of him because I make fun of everybody that I love. But yeah, Don, I mean. Donnie was like me, man. You know, mm-hmm. he was just hanging around to see what he was going to do. Just whatever it is, you know. Maybe you'll and, get something. Maybe you won't. And he always he always takes great bumps for the guys, and he always he always sells good. And he's you know um, uh, a perfect job guy. He was, and that's I mean, and that's a compliment. That's a high compliment. Oh no, no, me and me and Donnie, we took like like we kind of like we bonded over that shit mm-hmm. because we, I mean. When you're when you're considered a job guy, like we were, we were, you know, we weren't contracted or we weren't making big money. We were show to show basis, and they may use us, they may not use us. But me and Donnie always like hung out together, mm-hmm. like not like you know we didn't go out after the shows, but we always dressed mm-hmm. together because we knew our role. Right. Like I wasn't gonna walk over and unpack my suitcase next to Sabu. Like you know, can you can you move over a little bit? <laughs> Can you give me some space, Boo? Could you get could you get your baggy pants could you get your baggy pants out of my way? Yeah, I mean, hey Shane, enough with all this fucking the the hanging stuff. Get all this clothes out of here. I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to dress here, and, <laughs> but you know, but you know, me and Donnie would always like have this little corner, this little jobber corner. Um, later on. Dino, Dino Gabardi, whatever his name was, Gassendaloff, whatever. Like he would, um, he would like be like literally. It became a jobber's corner. Um, Joe Hartgood became one of one of the jobber's guys. Like we really could have had a reality show. I was about to say, imagine back then if you guys would have had like the the you know a YouTube show or something. Yeah, the jobber's corner. (laughs) Like this is where we all hang out. And they wait for somebody to yell your name, and they they point at the guy that's going to beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> like you're sitting there, and go Chad. You get up, and you go yeah. And you go him. You know? Camera zooms in on nine one one. Yeah, it's like ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you you absolutely have no reason to go over and and ask him what the match is going to be. All right, I'll go out there, and what do you want me to do? Do do I say anything, or do I just stand there? Oh, yeah, you can just stand there. <laughs> and he's just going to come out and, all right, well, whatever. <laughs> Let's just hope this check doesn't bounce. Yeah. After the bad breed match, we are going to, and I have a question here. Do they mention it? And I missed it. But what is the location for this match that they show the highlights from? It is Jason, um, Chad, and Rockin' Rebel versus Hack Myers, Dino Sendoff, and Donnie Allen. Um, there's like a Studio 54 ring apron there. And it's not a ring apron, it's the canvas. The canvas, that's what I meant, the canvas. And um, I, what do you, is this just a club somewhere, Chad? Obviously, it's not Studio 54. I have no idea. It, it wasn't the arena? No. Well, you know where that canvas came from. No. Right? Oh, the Wolfman. Well, I think it, I honestly think that, that, um, well, you remember back in no, the I day. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. 
no, the canvas on this match is a Studio 54 canvas. And if you remember, when Bam Bam Bigelow debuted at his first match, Paulie booked it. And he booked it at Studio 54. And it was when he gave, like, Ric Flair the man of the year thing and everything. So I think he just had a canvas from that time. And they fucking used it. I, 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 that, uh, that honestly, I, ne- that never caught my eye at all. Like you were, I think you worked on the canvas that Bam Bam Bigelow debuted on. Well, lucky me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I also worked on the canvas that Tony Stetson sweated on. <laughs> Tommy Cairo bled on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> thank God. I just, Saying. I mean, I, I mean, I have a bucket list and all, but that wasn't any. <laughs> so that, like I said, I don't. I guess you don't remember Chad where this, but it was definitely not the arena. It was like a because it said Heat Wave Tour. Um, oh, oh, heat, wave all right, tour. heat Wave Tour, Heat Wave Tour. So that was ninety four, right? Yes. Oh, okay. That, we did that fruit stand. They kept going. Oh, to. I think that was uh, Delaware. Okay. I think it was Delaware because I remember that was the first time it was Jersey. It was on, on the boardwalk was at the arena was me and Mikey. Mm-hmm. And then the next night was at the boardwalk in Atlantic City was me and Mikey. And the next night was, I think, the show you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, um, after me and Mikey had our first match, um, then we had our second match, which I thought was was way better than our first match. And I have no idea unless they taped them back in the day, which I don't think they did. But I really liked me and Mikey's second match, the one we had in Atlantic City. If they recorded that, I can't find it because when you a couple of weeks ago when we talked about your first match and you said that the second match was better i searched for it and i couldn't find it so i don't know if i don't know if anybody has it out there if they recorded it or not i assumed they recorded everything but i guess they didn't no they didn't because th- there were, there was a time when fucking everybody was fucking having their periods <laughs> you know mm-hmm. fuck you know feinberg and fucking Paul were in, up in arms about you know you know you know just bullshit, right? So there'll be there'll be there'll be like months or stretches of time where he wouldn't do shit, and they would come and do everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you never knew. And 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 the the fact what was worse is we had to buy the stuff. <laughs> like we had to buy the stuff. I would leave the show and I'd be like, "Hey, do you got the last last month TV? Yeah, right here. How much? Twenty dollars. I was on it. <laughs> <laughs> like there, there's another, there's not another outlet I can go through <laughs> to get the tape for nothing. Like just to see me. <laughs> and here's no, Jesse. And here's Jesse Ventura bitching he's not getting eight cents every time somebody watches WrestleMania three. Yeah. I'm not, I don't even get a mention <laughs> on Twitter, which apparently is valuable these days. I didn't realize that shit. I've never understood how that, I don't know, I, how that works to help you monetize anything is the Twitter. I don't know either. But, but it somehow I just absolutely don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> but it somehow happens. <laughs> well, during this six man, like I said, it is Jason teaming up with Chad Austin and the Rockin' Rebel against Hack Myers, Dino Sendoff, and Donnie Allen. Fuck yeah. They're talking about Hackomania running wild during the match. And then Love Hack. 
The Rockin' Rebel uses a foreign object. Jason gets the pinfall. Did he pin Donnie, I believe? And he is really gloating about his win, and it's great because Joey Styles. Joey Styles says he got his he uh, he got his first win in eight and a half years. Congratulations, Jason. I love Hack. I thought Hack, I thought Hack did. I thought this is like when Hack mm. really started to, to get it. Mm. Uh, you know, because we we got him in, we got Hack in, and and then we kind of like we all went our separate ways. You know what I mean? Right. And all this, he stuck he stuck around. You know, I let, I said, "Fuck this! I'm going. I'm leaving. I'm going to fucking Smoky Mountain. I'm going. To, I'm going to Memphis. Anywhere but here, right? Yeah, I'm going. I'm just leaving this shit. But he stuck around and he got what he deserved. And he would have been a bigger star uh, had he, I guess, had he got paid. Mm-hmm. If Paul would have paid him, I bet you he would have stayed till the show was over. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, yeah. he didn't. And then we lost him, and I don't even know how he died. I honestly don't either. To be honest with you, I probably I don't think I don't think it was a drug overdose because you know we were friends and I never knew of anything about that. But so. it's, it seems like something like that would have stuck out in your mind if it was, if, you know what I mean? If that was the circumstances, um, yeah. I don't know. I to, well, we'll have to look. We have to get Archie Mitchell to get all that. What's the matter with him? Get him. Get get his expertise. Uh, let's see. On November, he had brain surgery. Arthur Mitchell? No. Hack had brain surgery. Hack had brain surgery and died from complications of said surgery. Well, he had brain surgery. Isn't that kind of like one of the circumstances, like going in, like, like this could possibly happen? Yeah, (laughs) you got one or two options. It's going to work or not? Or it's not. It's a wow. fitty, fitty. I mean, did you look that up? Is that Aaron? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he died of complications from brain surgery. How hard is that? <laughs> it's not brain surgery. <laughs> no, it kind of is. <laughs> yeah, dude. Get the fuck out of here. He was only forty-two years old. Maybe they ought to stop working on brains. <laughs> Good lord. He died and the lady was like, What happened? He's like, and brain surgeon was like, back off, lady. I'm not a rocket scientist. <laughs> but, but I play one on TV. Apparently a hack was doing surgery on hack. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a doctor, but I did stay at a holiday inn express. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I I know I can't believe that. I thought I like I, I knew Hack didn't die of drugs. I mean, because he was a friend of mine. I just knew that wasn't it. But I didn't know it was something that fucking that bullshitty. Mm-hmm. Wow, just, just so random. Yeah, yeah the, that's what I call bullshitty. The next segment of the show, I was a terrible host because I fast forwarded through it. I couldn't stand it from the beginning. So this whole public enemy thing, once it started, they're doing their promo. The music was too loud. Oh my like, god! The, the overdub was too loud. I it was essentially just a recap of everything they've done since the beginning of fucking time, and I didn't watch it. I'm sorry, Bad dude. Host. Seriously, how loud was that fucking? <laughs> it was annoying. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it! Get me out of here. 
The only thing I put is why were they sitting so close together in those tiny shorts? Rocco Rocco was almost sitting on Johnny's lap. And they were just wearing tiny shorts. I don't know what they were doing. He was Rocco the puppet. Yeah, Yeah, he was almost like he jumped in his arms. (laughs) I was like, what is going on? Yeah, so yeah, if you, I get, don't. if you guys if you guys pulled any freak anything from this other than Aaron's obvious observation, I I just didn't even I didn't even bother watching it. it was Johnny amazing. was like, "Hey Rocco, come sit on my lap. We'll talk about whatever pops up." <laughs> yeah, great. Oh, Johnny! <laughs> I pulled again to me, man. At this point, I I don't know I don't know what to say about him because aren't they supposed to be? Like headed towards being like one of the greatest tag teams in the world, supposed to be. <laughs> is it, isn't that right? Mm-hmm. They're also like, they're they're also like somehow some way. I'm supposed to be scared of them, and they look like a couple of fucking clowns. That's all I'm saying. They look and act like a couple of fucking clowns. They're not intimidating. I I just gotta I I just I would just love to take my time machine and go back to what is it, 1994? Mm-hmm. And find two grown men that are dressed like that. <laughs> like, like, walking around the streets. Like, pretending to be badasses. Like, look at you guys. Don't you have a softball game to go to? Like, what's the matter with you? <laughs> what, what, what are you doing? Oh, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Who wears short shorts? <laughs> Oh, Johnny, the game ain't till tomorrow. <laughs> and they're standing in the middle of a field in the middle of the night. Oh, oh, you did it again? Yeah, because you're both fucking boobs. <laughs> you don't know, you know, how the fuck, how the fuck does the people believe in you? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How, how are they building them to be like, um, I, I get it, that they're going to be the face of the company, like the, you know. The, the martyrs, the Tommy Dreamers of the world, you know what I mean? Right. But they're fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well, after this debacle with the public enemy, we get our main event for the show. It is the Pitbulls teaming up with Superfly Jimmy Snuka <laughs> I'm sure against, watch this. against Terry and Dory Funk and Tommy Dreamer with Jason and Hunter Q. Robbins on the outside. The match was fine. It was what it was. It wasn't anything great. It wasn't terrible. Um, any notes here before we talk about the finish? I saw Aaron shaking his head. No, I don't know. It's just the fact that this is the first match Jimmy Snooker had in ECW where he looked like he was actually trying to do something. Jimmy Snooker? Yeah. Oh, his rent must have been due. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I can't even read my goddamn handwriting. And I, I think I wrote this show gets worse as I watch it. I think he was trying to do something because he was in there with Dory, with Dory and Terry, and knew if he didn't, maybe one of them might. This might be two guys that can, you know. Dude, I, I, I don't. I don't know about you, man, but I mean, th- th- don't you get a little excited when you see Dory Funk? No, no. I mean, like, not that he's. I mean, because he's still alive. You don't even get like a little excited. If I saw Dory, I would stay as still as possible because I wouldn't want to give him a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> you, you wouldn't want to excite him. I wouldn't want to startle him. Like you wouldn't. You wouldn't take a Polaroid. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ! I'm gonna flash to. Oh my <laughs> God! He, 
He'd fall down see, and oh come on. When you see a Dory Funk out and when you see a lemon headed funk out in the wild <laughs> like a deer. <laughs> it's like a deer, you're like, kids, shh, shh, look. Don't start. <laughs> there's there's Terry in the locker room slapping with a towel. <laughs> like waking him up. He's like they're playing Desperado. <laughs> He's just slapping him with a towel. <laughs> Lemonhead Funk's gotta wake up. Yeah. But yeah, if you see him out of the wild, you just you just you just observe. You know? Yeah, but it'll still fuck you up. I know. That that's the worst part about it. Like, you know, you run into him at a golden corral and you you take his sausage link, the one he was trying to grab, and then you look at him like, shut the fuck up, old man. And then you realize all sudden, yeah, all of a sudden you're in a chokehold. Oh, it's Dory Funk. All of a sudden you're in a headlock. <laughs> like he just yeah. keeps putting me in a headlock. But it's not by him, it's by Oshamo Nisamora. <laughs> or or one of his stooges that, that's probably getting the sausage links for him. <laughs> like, I don't think Dory Funk does anything by himself. It, it, it must take four people to get him to his car. That he, he's not even going to drive to the store. So he said, weekend at Bernie's. Dude, that, <laughs> that we have to we had to figure out a way to we had to get Archie Mitchell on this. <laughs> I'll figure out a way to make a movie. No, a weekend at Dory's, but he's still alive. <laughs> That's the gimmick. Everybody thinks he's dead, <laughs> but he's not. So, in order to prove it, we got to take him around and do all this stuff. <laughs> he's still alive. And by the end of the movie, it's proven that lemon-headed funk is funny, is, is smarter than everybody because he's just acting dead, so people do shit for him. Yeah, he ain't got to do nothing. Yeah, he's like, I ain't wiped my own ass since 89. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't worked out since 1984, and my best matches were against Rufus R. Jones. <laughs> and he goes, I don't know shit. <laughs> and people would just do shit. Yeah, I, I'd be a lackey for Dory Funk. Would you? <laughs> Poor guy. I mean, he's, he's not the kind of guy you want to take to the Applebee's. And, and and get stories about wrestling and business. He's not going to know shit. He's going to remember what he got like at the grocery store. <laughs> or my wife told me I had to cut the grass. <laughs> like yeah, no, I want to hear about Amarillo. Amarillo. <laughs> armadillo. <laughs> He's going to think you're talking about a drink. <laughs> what about an armadillo? What do you? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take an Amarillo Sour. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Dude, that's, that's, he, it's incredible. I don't know how that guy is. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not convinced he's still alive. <laughs> it's going to take a lot. The end of this matchup results in the Pitbulls accidentally clotheslining at Jimmy Snuka and Tommy Dreamer getting the pin on Snuka. Um, after the match, I don't want to curse us by saying maybe this is finally the last of Hunter. But uh, Hunter <laughs> Q. Robbins berates Jimmy Snuka, hits him with his cane. Snuka beats him up, building that they've been building this lackluster thing for weeks, where Snuka finally cans uh, Hunter Q. as his manager. And the Pitbulls attack Snuka, and Taz comes to make the save. So then we get Taz and Jimmy Snuka standing face-to-face in the ring. 
I think they're trying to build this as like a passing of the torch kind of thing from Snook at a Tasmaniac. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, do you think? Cocaine's cocaine's in the dashboard, brother. (laughs) What what do you think? Snook is um, 45? Easily. Easily. Right? I mean, being generous. And Taz is probably 30? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe twenty eight, thirty. Yeah, and and Paul saw that as a clearly a viable way to to like you know to get get rid of the old, get in with the new, without making the old look bad. Yeah, just looking it up, uh, Snooker <laughs> was Snooker was born in forty three. So at this point, he is fifty one years old. I, I don't believe any of that. I I, I mean fifty three, but I don't know what the first two numbers were. It could have been eighteen fifty three. That motherfucker, I don't even know. He don't know where the fuck he's at. He looks exhumed. <laughs> I, I think he has I think he has a better memory now than he did then. And he's not even alive, right? They don't have medical files in the cliffs of Fiji. Isn't he dead? Yeah. Yeah. He probably remembers more now than he did when he was alive. <laughs> he's just he's just laying there going, Oh, brother. And then eventually he'll, he'll get to me. Oh, Chad Austin, brother. I pin you with a suplex. Uh, that's great. Thanks, Jimmy. Highlight of Chad Austin's career. All right. All right. That's why I can't sell a best of. <laughs> is, that the, is that the last match on the show? It is. The last thing that I have a note of here is Shane Douglas cuts a promo on 911. And thank you, Mr. Hughes, for ending the show by mentioning The Undertaker. Uh, 20 seconds in. Lex Luger, Lawrence Taylor, The Undertaker. <laughs> Dude, like, like, what if you worked like a whole bunch of other people? <laughs> you know, like, just, just, you know, just say he did shit with like Bob Costas, um, uh, Howard Cosell. Howard Cosell. <laughs> just imagine the the list if if he had the opportunity to run down the list of all the guys that he did. Richard Dawson. Richard Tillman. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Jim. Haraldo, he don't know who you're dealing Charles with. Nelson Riley, <laughs> Morton Daddy, <laughs> Yolanda Watts, he <laughs> don't know who you're messing with. Oh, holy shit. Don't you have many Montel? Do you know who you're messing with? Oh, the R- Ricky Lake? <laughs> don't, don't, don't bring up them DNA tests, Mara Povich. <laughs> I am not the father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There's so many of them. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into the Jerry Springer thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've already been on the show four times. I done told you, Maura Povich. The big keg ain't got no kittens. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if it's yours. No, it's got to be Lex Lucas. <laughs> it's the Undertaker's. <laughs> that is blatantly a white cat. <laughs> Dude, get the fuck out of here. That is a light furred cat. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody better call her any fucking lad. <laughs> 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 that, that, ain't, that ain't the big cat. That is Ernie Lad's kitten. I ain't the only black guy at six nine. <laughs> Somebody better call Ernie Lad. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Mister Television Announcer. That ain't my baby. That ain't my baby. That is not my baby kitten. That's not my baby. <laughs> On national TV, <laughs> he walks out there and says, that is not my baby. <laughs> uh, a wrestling show. And I picture him in his, I, I picture Ernie in his tassel vest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Television announcer, let me tell you, that's not my that's baby. Not <laughs> that is the fucking funniest thing ever in all fucking day, Mrs. Television. Because I just see how he how he looks all how he looks all stern <laughs> when he looks into the camera, and he's let me tell you something, Mr. Television, and that's a, <laughs> that is not my baby. <laughs> and then uh, Boyd Pierce <laughs> and his um. And it's a fresh tire. <laughs> has to like sell it. Like, well, there you, there you go, wrestling fans. <laughs> Ernie Lad says it's not his kid. Not his baby. <laughs> what are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess tune in next week to go it's watch. A cliff, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cliffhanger. <laughs> oh my god. Enough about that fucking baby. Bill's like, nah, enough about that fucking baby. Let's talk about the oil crisis here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. How fucking fast could Bill Watts do that shit? <laughs> dude, doesn't he do that? Why did, why did he do that? He's, he, he loves to transition from pro wrestling to politics as quickly as he possibly can. I mean, do you think that's what it is? Because it was all I mean, about the, the oil crisis and the commies for Bill Watts. Yeah. Dude, I know. Why? I mean, now we're getting into a, a, a really good subject. Like, why do you think he does that? I think Bill Watts Bill Watts has, and this is, I've never met the man. I don't know the man. This is just watching Bill Watts. But I think that Bill Watts has this attitude that he's always the smartest man in the room. Oh, he's always had that attitude. Even if he's not. Well, he's, he, well in my opinion... He's always been the smartest man in the room. Hmm. I mean, I, I I would put Bill Watts above um, probably Cornette as far as one of the best bookers of all time. And he he I mean, honestly, he taught Cornette a lot. You know, uh, a yeah, lot of uh, a lot of what Jim is 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 from working Bill for Bill Watts. How yeah. how to how to build? Um, it, it, it wouldn't so much. Uh, how do you say this? It wasn't so much how to build like a show; it was how to build to a show. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Because he would he would start something in April, and he wouldn't bring it to the people until you know June, you know, or late May. Mm-hmm. He would he would like, yeah, it was it was something special about how he. It was like. He, Oh my god. It was like he was a guy that could put together a puzzle, but mm-hmm. it was one piece at a time, you know what I mean? 
<clears throat> well, that's why I always thought, and and you guys can disagree with me if you think I'm wrong. I always thought that it was a big missed opportunity in '95 when he worked with Vince and then left. And the reason I say that he left so quickly is because Vince. I think Vince McMahon's greatest talent is knowing how to build or what a card should be. What should be the main event? What should be, you know, he can build a card and then Bill Watts is great at building to said card. So if they would have been able to get along in 95, imagine what they could have done together. Yeah. But I mean, the proverbial saying is Ray Charles could have saw that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. There was no chance because Vince had, Vince had 10, uh, uh, well, maybe 10 years down the line, just say 10 years down the line and Bill Watts had, 20 years down the line. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. Like, look, look at what he did for WCW when he came back. What was that, 92 or whatever 92. it was? 92, yep. And he stripped it down. And he brought back Tony Atlas. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, now you see Chick Donovan again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, he's going back to what got them there. But was it was it too little too late? I think so. And... It- I think honestly, he was Bill Watts in '92 in in a corporate as corporate an environment as Turner was was a bull in a china shop anyway. Yeah, you know? even with Titan. I mean, yeah, true, true. <laughs> and and Titan wasn't even like um like that corporate like Turner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They still had they still had protocol because they were uh, you know. A corporation, you couldn't, you you know, I mean, wasn't he accused of being racist and shit? Yes. Um, I was I, UCW. Um, he said that, basically what he said is, like, they were talking about business and how you should be able to do what you want in business and said, like, if, if, how do you say, like, Basically, he said, "If I don't want to, if I have a, if I have a restaurant and I don't want to sell, and I own the <laughs> restaurant, it's mine, and I don't want to sell fried chicken to black people, I shouldn't have to sell fried chicken to black people." <laughs> but and, that's yeah. not what he said. Please tell me that's not what he said. Yeah, that is what he said. Yes, that's and what then he said. Somebody, somebody showed it to Hank Aaron, and Hank Aaron said, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." <laughs> Oh, see now, now who's being racist? Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> all, all of a sudden, Aaron t- or Nate turns into Ernie Ladd. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Nettie. <laughs> my mommy, my grandma, <laughs> we, we was brought up with some grits and oats. This is the only podcast in podcast land that can go take. <laughs> take a paternity test of illegitimate kittens between Ernie Ladd and Mr. Hughes and do a discussion about the downfall of Bill Watts. <laughs> well, we got, we, we, we're getting to the bottom of this. And it's too bad we're, up, we're, it's too bad we're nearing the end of the show. <laughs> like, this is an onion. <laughs> We have to. We got to pierce them. We gotta, well, come on. Next week it's going to be a whole episode about Bill Watts, <laughs> and we're supposed to be talking about ECW. Yes. Well, wasn't he somehow involved in ECW? Well, his son worked there. 
Oh, okay. Well, there we go. There we go. It's still not ECW. What wasn't he going to buy it or something? No, that was that was uh, what's his name? This Brock Crockett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was going to buy it. Yeah, him and Polly did that pro wrestling. It wasn't pro wrestling USA, was it? That they did no, in ninety. 90- no, that was that was Vincent. That was like Vincent Vern. Like like Vincent the NWA or yeah, I don't remember what the but there was a thing with Heyman. Heyman was Heyman was working with Jim Crockett. Oh no, that was the that was minutes. the World Wrestling Network. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, Dude, that, yeah. It, that shit sucked. <laughs> it it sucked so bad that they only had one taping. Like they had one TV taping, and it was all the same matches that were at the ECW Arena, but it was in a different building. And, and I'm sure, I'm sure, when you consider the personalities involved, it probably, I don't see those guys meshing anyway at all. Oh yeah, I mean, it was a classic case of I don't think anybody in the locker room. I I want to say by by this point, I was relatively gone. Mm. I was making sporadic appearances because they were running more and more in, in the, up in New York and like Massachusetts, and I wasn't doing them trips. Right. And, like, not for that money. I wasn't doing that shit. And I had branched out. But, yeah, but it, it, it was just, like, it was a – they weren't – everybody knew they weren't going to get along. There was no way. How was that going to work? <laughs> There's, yeah, that's, like, oil and vinegar. Yeah, because, you know, because Crockett is willing to spend X amount of money, and Paulie's telling him, well, I need this amount of money if we want to do this. Because we have to bring in these people, but it's the same people he's bringing in. Right. He's just trying to get Jim to pay him more. You know, like now, now Sabu's like two thousand dollars instead of like five hundred. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because oh, this guy's got money. Hmm. And Jim Crockett had been in the business long enough to realize or to know to know that he's not a a money mark. Or when he's trying to get, when somebody's trying to use him as a money mark, I guess you'd say. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. I mean, you're only going to sit there and write checks out so long before you realize there's nothing coming in. Mm-hmm. And then you just go like, well, this ain't, this ain't working. I mean, even I can do fucking that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, if I, if I if I'm only working, like, well, I don't even know what I work. I think I work like twelve hours a week, according to Jess. See, <laughs> <laughs> like, what when do you work? I go, I don't know. <laughs> and then she looks at my bank statement and says, "Well, I can tell you, you don't work that much." But yeah, you, you should, you, you, yeah, you should know when you're going to work. And they make they made good money. Yeah, I, I want I want to say it couldn't have been bad money, right? I wouldn't think so. Like even on the low, even on the low end, of, like what, what were we talking about? Nineteen ninety four. Ninety four. Ninety four money. So, would three hundred bucks a night be good money? Depends on how much you have to travel, I guess. You know how much you have to, how far are you going away from home? Yeah, I mean, th- there was there was times where I'd pack in a car with um, oh, what's his name, <coughs> Danny Doring, mm-hmm. and. Like Dino, Dino Sandaloff, and maybe somebody else, and we'd meet somewhere, like because they lived in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and then we'd meet somewhere, and we all get in them. Probably we use either. I, I I like driving because I don't I don't want to be in somebody's car that I don't 
trust. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Wind yes. up somewhere you don't want to be doing shit you don't want to do. Or I don't know how if he's fucked up. Or, you know what right. I mean? Like, I, I'll be in control of this car because I know I'm going to get there. Yeah, that kind of shit. And then we just put trans and hotel was like 75 hours a night and you got you're only supposed to put, put two people in the hotel room and you got four right so you end up spending 25 hours you know what i mean a person or whatever yeah acw was something else man <laughs> and week week after week we will continue to discuss it we're gonna put a wrap here uh, put a bow on this episode of reliving the extreme which ironically even though the show wasn't the show we watched wasn't great this might be the longest episode of the show yet which is why i love it aaron it probably was the words. best one yes probably we didn't even hardly talk about ecw aaron ECW. Words for- <laughs> fucking shit stinks <laughs> wait till rvd gets there <laughs> and then we'll have something to talk about we, we know how about this wait until hack myers leaves <laughs> and maybe we'll get something good because it's right around when Hack Myers leaves. It's when ECW starts getting good. Because I, I kind of, I'm not going to lie, I already cheated. I already washed ahead. <laughs> Aaron, what parting words? <laughs> ah, just thanks for listening, and um, hopefully by next week we get the we get the results of the paternity test of those kittens. <laughs> Shut the fuck up the kids. Stupid <laughs> Enough already <laughs> You really want to know <laughs> really good time about these fucking kids. Thank you everybody for joining us And join us next week again As we continue reliving the extreme Have a great week everybody Tally ho Reliving the Extreme is a production of Maxin Out Media, all rights reserved. <laughs>